Welcome to Stay Engaged. Everything you know and love about the IAB's flagship conference, Engage, but reimagined for these extraordinary times. It's Engage, but offstage. Today's offstage audio session is from Red Apple Creative in this complete guide to understanding music and sonic identity for brands. They cover the language of sound, how to brief audio branding, how to work with composers, and why audio branding needs to be part of every advertiser's plan right now. Over to Kath, Sam, and Ben to tell us all about it. Hi, and welcome to Making Your Brand Sing, a complete guide to developing your sonic identity. I'm Kathleen Maroney, and I'm the creative director of Red Apple Creative. We are known as the audio agency, and we specialize in writing audio campaigns, content experiences, podcasts, and music for clients, which is what we're going to discuss today. In simple terms, we are going to nutshell how to approach and develop music branding. And speaking of we, I'm joined today by two of my very talented musical co-workers, Ben and Sam. Gents, do you want to say hello to our lovely listeners and tell everyone what you do at Red Apple? Hello, I'm Sam. I head up the studio team here at Red Apple Creative. I manage our team of composers, sound designers and mix engineers, um, working out of our studio facility on Tottenham Court Road here in London. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm the sound engineer for Red Apple Creative. Um, My day-to-day is lots of sound designing, lots of music composing, and relevantly to today, uh, lots of sonic branding. Thanks, chaps. So it does seem natural to start with the why before we get into the really fun bit, which I am personally really looking forward to, which is going to be the how. So why did we create this podcast guide? Well, it's really because audio is now the cool kid in town, which obviously I am very happy about. And I think we've probably all heard the phrase golden age of audio in the last couple of years. And it's really digital audio that's been a huge driver with this, with the likes of Spotify and the podcast space seeing significant year-on-year growth on a global scale. Add to that the smart speaker shipments hitting over 90 million in recent years, and brands have really started to take notice. You've got the likes of MasterCard, for example, investing millions in their holistic audio identity, dethroning McDonald's in 2020 to be named best audio brand, which is really quite an achievement. So, guys, what do you think about this? Do you think that brands are starting to understand the value of audio branding in the same way that they valued visual brand identity? A hundred percent. Far more than kind of three, four years ago. Lots of the brands we've been working with recently have a really good understanding of the importance of music and sound, finally, right? Music, as we know, has an amazing ability to evoke real emotion, and that's so important for connecting audiences to brands. And if you can get that right, then you're really onto a winner. So you mentioned MasterCard, right? So Mm. they've just released their single, their track. Yeah. And they used their sonic brand trigger, their sonic brand trigger being the like two or three second mnemonic sting that sits at the end of their ads in the track. So they use that as their melodic device that comes up every kind of four bars, I think. And they're releasing this full track as a single. And I think there's there's talk as well about releasing it as an album. So that's really, really exciting stuff. Interesting. It's, it's sort of the, the opposite way to how McDonald's did it as well. Because yeah. if you remember about 15 years ago, we had um, the very talented Justin Timberlake came out with the McDonald's single, the I'm Loving It single. And it wasn't until after that dropped and that had been going on the radio, everyone had it in their heads. They started using that 
as their little mnemonic that they've been using ever since really the I'm loving it the da 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 mm. um, yeah it's really all about getting the sonic branding out there and repetition repetition just to, to get it get it memorable yeah that's right I'm, the main educating we have to do with brands really is to explain to them that in order for this audio piece to become synonymous with the brand it has to be rolled out across all activity right so radio tv digital in store if you've got a phone system it should be the on hold music it's a real investment that you're doing the time and the effort and the money to get this thing right to do it properly for it to work it has to be used right it should be added to brand guidelines and given the same weight as the visual logo absolutely intel for example right everyone knows the intel logo every brand wants that level of recall but the reason it works so well is they use it on every single piece of advertising they they roll out right repetition is key in the same way that a music track grows on you the first time you hear a single on the radio it doesn't quite you know it doesn't quite work you hit the third full time you're humming it you've it's become kind of memorable and that's what we need to do with sonic brand triggers and now as Kath said there's so many more places where the brand can be expressed in audio only you've got spotify you've got smart speakers all these things um and yeah i think brands are becoming wise to the fact that these are opportunities for them to reinforce their brand identity completely and as well even using them on tv if you're doing the washing up or you're in the other room you won't see the logo, but you'll hear it. Yeah. That's really important. And I think the other thing to sort of consider for brands is really, you know, you're choosing music because it's about emotion, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, music taps into our memory and it can totally change how we feel about something. So, you know, if we'd have introed Ben earlier on with the soundbed of David Rose's The Stripper, for example, people (laughs) would have felt really differently about what kind of person Ben was, what kind of job he did, um, probably, you know, what they're about to listen to as well. So, uh, you know, that's that's the key, isn't it? It's about emotion. We're going to try that. We're (laughs) going to try that right now. Okay. Okay, okay. Redo your intro, Ben. Uh, hi, I'm Ben. I'm a sound engineer and composer working at Red Apple Creative, and I work on sonic branding. How was that? <laughs> and, and there we go. See, Works that changes. <laughs> uh, ben doesn't strip just to make everyone aware when our studio sessions are fully closed. Um, <laughs> moving on, let's get down to the best bit. How does one even begin to start this journey to creating a holistic sonic identity? We thought the easiest way to show this would be to walk through the process. So we have created a fake brand. Our fake brand is called Lark, who are launching a brand new e-scooter. So guys, let's say I'm the client. How do I even go about briefing this in? Because, you know, most people, they're not going to be familiar with where to go, let alone how to even start to express what it is that they have in their minds because we're talking music and they're trying to express that with language. So so where do we go from here? Yeah, t- that is the real challenge, really, and that's where it all starts. Um, as you say, lots of people find it hard to talk about music if they don't have a knowledge of musical theory. Mm-hmm. So our job is to translate the traditional brief and using the brand guidelines into a musical blueprint of what the brand should sound like. So we do an audit into the brand. And what and what kind of things do you sort of look at in that audit? What are you... Well, the important things are the demographic, yeah. who the target audience is, how we want the audience to feel about the brand. So when client says we need to sound engaging, friendly 
down to earth. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And that's how you would describe the brand. Our job is to work out in musical terms, what can we do to get that across? What's the instrumentation? What's the tone, the pace, the tempo, the key? All these musical considerations that we need to be thinking about alongside other things like, are there visuals that it would ever sit against? If there's an animated uh, pack shot or a logo transition that sits at the end of visual spots, we need to be taking that into consideration just to make sure there's a real cohesion between both. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the process itself is really fun, really creative. People really enjoy it. They love coming along to the studios and they love the idea of the brand kind of coming to life in a new way. Yeah. So I always say it's like hearing the brand speak for the first time, mm. right? You know what the brand looks like, what it does, but you've never heard its voice. And that's what we are. It's very, very corny, isn't it? But that's what we're doing. We're giving the <laughs> it's brand true, a though. Voice. Yeah, it's true. It is. Yeah, of course. So we have to get to know the brand, the target demographic and the marketplace, work out what will resonate with the audience. And then once we have that brief translated, we can dive into it, look at ways of bringing it to life. And so speaking of uh, having the brief, mm. uh, you've helped me go through the process as the Lark client and we now have a briefing document. So we've got a few kind of key points for you guys to work off from this brief. Um, so as we've discussed, our brand views their tone of voice as cool, free, modern and aspirational. The strap line is Lark, let your freedom sing. And in terms of how the music should make people feel, we want people to feel uplifted, happy and free and like we are a modern, trendy, trusted company. Cool. So that's our brief. Um, and in terms of deliverables, the client requested assets to use across TV, radio, on hold music, a collection of product sounds to be used on the product itself. And they wanted an extended bed that they could use for product films and explainers. So, Ben... Um, I'm going to pass over to you. You can tell us a little bit about the process and how we did it. Fantastic. Um, so the main things that I'm going to take and translate to musical terminology are the uplifting, happy and free feeling and modern, trendy and trusted feeling. So I'm just going to start by just doing a brief bit of music theory that hopefully everyone will be able to follow along with to get that uplifted, happy feeling. We are usually talking about composing it in a major key. It would sound like this. You'd be very familiar with it. Nice. It's your oh. Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. Major key. There we go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> to turn that into music, obviously, that just sounds like you're in a music lesson. We can stack notes on top of each other from that scale. Uh, the scale, by the way, is just limiting yourself on the keyboard to using certain notes. And from that, you can make chords. which can be rearranged and, and jiggled around to make music. And so this is, uh, this is some music based on the major scale. come at a concert <laughs> slightly ripped off from Barker but um, <laughs> I'm sure he won't mind no one uh, noticed <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that, I mean you can hear there that's that's definitely an uplifting happy feeling uh, just for comparison this would be a minor scale just choosing different notes to use on the keyboard and sticking to those a minor scale would sound like this and a bit of music made with that would sound like this So a very different feeling. I'd personally describe that as slightly more somber, mm -hmm. sad, 
reflective maybe heartfelt heartfelt exactly yeah so you wouldn't necessarily use a minor scale for something that you wanted to be uplifting and happy so we're going to stick with the major key um to tackle trust you want to be a trustworthy company i think a way to do that in music is to come back to your starting note which would be the root note of your key so if you're in the key of c major you would always want to come back to the note c if you had a melody that didn't quite get back to where it needed to it would leave you feeling a little bit in the lurch and mm. your ear would be kind of wanting to hear that resolution resolve exactly yeah so here's a, a famous jingle that doesn't quite get there see how this feels oh no yeah like that at all so you probably won't feel right again until i play the whole thing so i'd better do that now <laughs> Ah, that's better. Yeah. yeah. A brand should use that. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it if you want. <laughs> um, so that's the resolution, as you said, Sam. That is coming back to your home note and it just gives that feeling of security. It's a no-brainer that you'd use that in a melody that you wanted to sound trusting. And then tackling the modern and trendy, I think it's kind of obvious you wouldn't be using old-school baroque instruments uh, or mm. uh, even organic instruments <laughs> at all I, i'd go with uh probably <laughs> that's a good reference <laughs> old school baroque <laughs> my favorite genre <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah to get a modern and trendy sound we're talking about using synthesized instruments modern production techniques and stuff that you wouldn't hear out in nature really doesn't mean that anything that's made on a computer would sound right. This is something that probably wouldn't work well with Lark's brief. So it's modern, no. but it's quite offensive. <laughs> Vetoed by the client. Yeah. So yeah, so ha- so halfway between there, we've got something that kind of sounds like it could be a, a, a natural instrument, but it definitely is synthesized. So here are a couple of examples of sounds I was playing around with um, whilst responding to this brief. I like this, the second one, I like a lot. Yeah, it's very rounded. Yeah, so they definitely sound more natural, um, but you can tell that they're made on computers and it's um, mm-hmm. hopefully modern and trendy sounding. Um, I played around with a few melodies with that and the major scale. Came up with quite a few ideas, but I thought I would have been missing a trick with the brand being called Lark, not to record some bird song and just to see what's um, going on in the bird music scene at the moment. <laughs> Uh, so I went out with my with my iPhone and climbed up a tree. Are you uh, joking? Did no, you actually, I actually do this? I actually did. <laughs> Branching out. Uh, so this is the recording. Um, let's play that. So I definitely can hear melodic structures in the bird song. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back and went through all my recordings and nothing was amazing. But then I remembered I had a huge sound effects drive full of birdsong <laughs> yeah. and I could be quite specific. So I, I should have done this before. I typed in lark yep. and I came up with three options straight away. Starting with a meadow lark, uh, normal speed sounds like this. And just bringing it down into a sort of more human speech frequency. Uh, I slowed it down by 50%. So it starts off very strong, very melodic, something you could definitely use, but then it just goes very avant-garde and jazzy at the end. Mm-hmm. The Skylark was next up. And then slowed down. Sounds a bit like an alien. Yeah, I think there's, there's there would be use for that 
in some of the product sounds, but maybe not for the main Sonic brand. Mm. And then the next one that came up was the Woodlark, which sounds like this. It's quite quick, so let's slow it down again. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, um, he knows about the major scale. He actually knows about <laughs> the key of F-sharp major because I took that into my audio software and converted it into MIDI, meaning that I can now play that on lots of different sounds and get a palette of sounds going with that. I've just got, I've got a really random question. Mm. Do, do birds always sing like in key? Do they ever go flat or anything? There are definitely some birds that are more melodic than others. And luckily, our okay. friend the woodlark um, can, uh, can blast out a beautiful tune. Um, X-Factor winner yeah, in the bird world. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I love this using nature. Yeah, I think... In mm. audio, it's brilliant. The, the reason I decided to do this was because using what I've talked about so far with the major scale and modern sounds, if you just played a melody, you could probably apply that to lots of different brands. With the brand being Lark, I thought, let's try and make something that's a bit more unique to the brand so that they can really like claim ownership over. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like our little friend, the Woodlark, if you can set up the licensing with him, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I'll speak to his agent. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, taking the sounds that I'd used earlier and in fact adding some synthesized bird sounds because I still wanted to not actually use the real recording. I wanted to use the modern trendy sounds. I came up with this sonic brand trigger. Love it. No, I like that. Yeah. Fan. There's a few little sound effects of birds flapping away and stuff in there as well, just to mm. give it a bit of richness. And then once you've got that, you can really take that melody and expand it into a full palette of sounds for like the app or for actually on the thing. I've got a few of those going here. Let's say scooter on. There we go. Uh, and off. And then potentially you might be using the app and you do something wrong. You get a negative sound. So you press the other button and then you've got your positive sound, all with that kind of texture of the birds in the background, using the same sounds from the Sonic brand trigger. And then building that out, we had a request for the hold music and the TV advert or uh, explainer videos. Yeah, We'll take the Sonic brand trigger and then expand that into a track that fits within the brand guidelines. Sort of similar to what we were talking about with MasterCard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Once we've got the melody that we're happy with, can I assume that that is approved, Kath? Yes, approved. Fantastic. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dream client. <laughs> yeah, so expanding that into a music track in the key of F sharp major would sound something like this. Well, I would say that was uplifting, happy and free without a doubt. Yeah, and it does have, it's got a real kind of trust element to it as well, I think. I think that 4-4 four, four kind of solid beat as well gives you some kind of grounding, you know where you are. I think it's fascinating as well because I just think, you know, as you're talking through this whole process, I don't think anybody on the client side or even myself just sort of dealing with more of the creative side and bringing clients to you guys understands that kind of process and the level of depth and actually how complicated things are behind the scenes to get to something that sounds relatively simple. 
yeah, I mm. think uh, there's a lot of work that goes into sounding simple. That is very true. So going from the standard track that we've got, so I'm a happy client, we've got the product sounds, we've got the iDen, and we've got the track that we can put on various things. How do I take my sonic branding to the next level? For example, in digital audio, you know, we have all of these different capabilities now. So I might want to advertise across Spotify, for example, and genre target. What do you guys recommend? What could I do there to take it to the next level? So, yeah, that's that's really interesting, right? So as Ben has, has said, as soon as we've got our strong melody theme locked in, it's really easy to reversion for different purposes. So um, we can create different versions within different genres. So if you're doing genre targeting on Spotify, mm-hmm. for example, we could do you a dance music version, an orchestral arrangement, a reggae variation. We could use an a cappella group to do something if the creative needed that. And we can also obviously do... Um, seasonal adaptation for different holidays, right? So we can do Christmas version with sleigh bells, Halloween version with an organ and sound design, summer version. We actually recently did a version of a track for a Valentine's campaign that was a string quartet and a grand piano. Again, using their same theme, people know that melody and the sonic brand trigger and it resonates. They know who the brand is, but it doesn't stifle the creative idea. And I think that's, that's something that's really key as well isn't it it's about Mm. keeping consistent with those recognizable elements we what we wouldn't ever advise to a client is just make a different track for every space that you're going on because you just lose all of that recall that you're trying to exactly and nor on the flip side would we say you have to use this version of the track in perpetuity on all activity right because that really limits creative so if you think of doing different versions of the music track as changing the background and the orientation of the logo. Mm -hmm. You always need the logo there, which is our melody, our musical theme, the sting. It needs to be there. But you can have it on different backgrounds. You can have it in different places. And I think that it just needs to be thought about, you know, like that really. Yeah, we can um, take that melody that we've just created and apply that with musical instrumentation and all of the style that would be in different genres uh shall i play a couple of little ideas i know that yeah sam i know you're a bit of a ukg head you like your garage indeed yes um i know you'll be listening (laughs) to the the ukg playlist on spotify so if you were to target that i've done a little um Mm. ukg version of our sonic brand thing (laughs) here we go yeah That's so good. <laughs> and uh, Kath, I didn't want to leave you out. You're a bit of a rock chick. so um, I am. You're listening to your rock playlist um, yep. and Lark's advert comes on and it'll probably sound a bit more like this. That's great. Love it. So yeah, able to reinforce that across different genres and in different situations and keep that brand identity strong. 
Amazing. Well, thanks very much, guys. And there we have it. We hope that's been helpful. Obviously, feel free to reach out to Red Apple Creative. Uh, any of the team would be happy to answer any questions that you have on music or audio branding at briefs at redapplecreative.co.uk. Take care, stay safe, and thanks very much for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. In tomorrow's Stay Engaged offstage session, hear from Good Loop's founder, Amy Williams, to find out how they're helping brands continue advertising with purpose, while also literally funding the front line through immediate donations to vital causes. Coming up as part of Stay Engaged.